0: Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All <coughs> <Or> this. <coughs> what? the? This is the podcast starring the Ted, starring the Ted, start the, uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb.
1: <laughs> the podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now.
0: All right, welcome back to another episode of The Podcast. I'm the host of this here podcasting Ted Smith. Grace podcast, podcasting all the land. All the land. Uh, up in the top square, come to us live from all... S- no, he's nope. not here. He's in the desert. He does go by the name of Cobb. But to the square next to me, beaming in from Palm Springs, Matt, comma, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey,
2: Ted. It's great to see you, man yeah it's becoming a regular thing, just old Matt Ted doing a podcast, <laughs>
1: yeah
2: man. I mean love Cobb always stoked to see that guy, and uh, I'm sure he's having a great time on the flyer right now, so yeah, uh so you know, send those send those good vibes to hyperspace, and he might just pick them up out there,
0: <laughs> yeah, and we have another friend of ours who uh. Is generally in charge. Not in charge. He's just a very in charge kind of person. Military security, and he's with them. Like (laughs) when I saw the boys off yesterday morning, I said, "Hey, somebody keep an eye on him this time." (laughs) (laughs) He's the wild card, dude. Right? He's always like Matt's been camping with him. He's got his all his s together. It's like, oh yeah, like he's going to be thrown off. I mean, the weather won't throw him off, but I'm like, that's a different scene down there at Burning Man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he he's got to be most likely to thrive, you know, because it's it's going to be so different for him. Um, But yeah, I think I'm excited to hear his trip report for sure. (laughs) Trip report. I like that. He seems like the kind of guy that would file like a nice
0: trip report, too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, Matt, if I'm not wrong, it was last year. Did you celebrate was there any scam or scram uh, parties this August scam or scram scurvy
2: awareness month? Oh, that's (laughs) right, dude. We didn't. We really slacked on our new. We had one month. We had 11 months (laughs) to prepare for one month. Scurvy (laughs) came up on the menu. I mean, it really is a scam the South. Wait.
0: It came up on the men's room today, and it took everything in me to be like, oh, only two
2: days left in scurvy awareness, Mom. Dude, I totally forgot about that. That's so funny. I mean, so much of it was predicated on the this year's meltdown, which isn't happening. So, you know, we were going to be out, handing out oranges, collecting email addresses for the newsletter. <laughs> like, yeah, we had a whole we had a real big scam plan for August and so just kind of Fell apart. So I'm, sh- I'm sure you saw that Bob
0: Barker passed away last weekend.
2: Yeah, at 99. I know, so
0: close without going Perfect. over. Perfect. Uh, so I didn't know this. We were talking about him on uh, on the men's room. He's he was born in Darrington. Really? Yeah, and I guess when he, he moved away, when he was like six or something. Okay. But, you know, Miles and thrill were like you ever been to Darrington I was like well of course they were like we don't know where Darrington is I was like ah man you just go up I five make a right up in Arlington and then take a nice little country road that will take you out to Darrington and they're like of course you know where it is and I was like well, I went there every summer for how many from 2011 to whatever and I was like yeah the meltdown was always
2: out there at the uh, Whitehurst Amphitheater uh, damn dude we were partying in Bob Barker's hometown that whole time without even knowing it you know what the weird thing is? I always turn left at the uh at the amphitheater.
0: I don't know that I've actually been into Darrington. <laughs> right? It like I left
2: either. I left once to go to that gas station and get like ice, but I'm like it's But that weird. gas station just, Yeah, that gas station's outside of town, right? The one that we drive by on the way in. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know like I know Darrington, but I don't know that I've actually stepped foot in the town. Damn, I feel like one point I was going somewhere further east and I drove through the town, but I didn't stop in it. But I can't remember what that was. Maybe it was a hike or something. But I was like, I didn't even know they had a town over here. Like, I thought Darrington was just kind of those fields in that gas station. (laughs) They (laughs) are a town. Yeah, they got a town and everything.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. (laughs) I know. Yeah, but as soon as they brought it up, like, you don't know where Darrington is? Like, come on, man. Everybody knows where Darrington
2: is. (laughs) At least where the amphitheater is. I don't know anything about that town, but I know where (laughs) the music park and the river are. Well, it's so funny, too. Like, when I first
0: started going uh, to Meltdown, like, that was the only time I would ever get off in Arlington. But now, you know, like, our friends live up there, and you get off on the same exit, and I'm up there so often, like, Like, I don't know. Used to seem more magical. Now it's just like a place I go to.
2: Going to see the homies. Going the other way off the freeway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: All right. So last week we were off because I had a week off and I was in Montana. Yes. Uh, Very
2: excited to hear about it. Well, let's
0: start with. Right. So it's a week ago Friday. I get off work. Uh, my buddy picks me up, and we're gonna drive out to Spokane and kind of cut the trip in like two parts, right? So we stop in uh, Ellensburg, and I I bought a koozie. I gotta find it, but we we found this like it's funny. We found fa- we found like this block with two bars. So I go into the first bar, and it's like it's fine, just like who let the dogs out is playing. But it's fuck, it's oh sorry, <laughs> it's it's popping in there, right? Like it's busy. And uh, like my buddy, he's driving. So he goes to the bathroom and then he comes out. And while I'm standing there, the woman sitting at the bar in front of me, because there's not many seats. She had been, we'd been in there for five minutes. She's sitting there. And I see the bartender finally ask her like, like I'll be right with you. So my buddy comes out of the bathroom and I go, Hey man, do you want to walk a couple doors down and check out that other bar and just see if it's a little less crowded or whatever. And he's like, Ah, uh, there's a table in the back. We're fine, and I look at him and go, "Let me rephrase this. Will you go down two doors and see if that bar is less crowded?" <laughs> so, I mean, it's not even thirty seconds, and he just walks back in and like waves me over, like, "Let's go down there." And like as we walk in, one of the bartenders, the dude's opening the door, and he goes, "See, this is the buddy I was telling you about." And I go, "What happened?" He goes, "I walked over. I guess the bar. I don't know if the bartender was smoking a cig or whatever, and he like opened the door." And Sean just like looked in and then was like, yep, this is us. And <laughs> just came back and like hollered at me. <laughs> this is our was, home like, for now. Yeah, it was like a country bar. Like like they legit had on like a local rodeo on the Cowboy Channel. So you know me. I'm like, oh. I get a lot of sports. So I asked yeah. the guy, I go, hey, man, like, how do you get the Cowboy Channel? And he goes, I don't know, dude. I've just worked here for years and it's always on. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> and it had like a little back area. Like, honestly, it was really fun. I got to remember the name of it. But That's like so I, we would have stayed there. But it's like, ah, we got to keep driving. So like he had a beer. I probably had like three. And then it's like, let's keep cruising. So now we're driving out 90 and we stop at a rest area and you can smell the smoke. And I'm like, ooh, like this is crazy. And then, uh, yeah, I-90 was shut down. Like I've never seen that. Yeah, the fire was so big, it was like on the highway. So we had to go down through like Cheney and then come back up to Spokane, but it was pretty spooky. I think they had just closed it down and we were like the lead car and then or like we were like the third car, and then people started making lefts and was like, should we make a left here? And I was like, I think we just go straight till we see another cop. They'll tell us where to go.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I mean, it was it it was it was a bad fire. So then yeah. Also, the Seven Eleven in the main part of Spokane. We drive into town. Do not go to that. Like it, there were zombies. It was it was unbelievable. I was like, like even I was a little like, ooh, really? Yeah, dude. Like when we pulled in there, I like <laughs> honestly, I took my watch off and I was like, I'm just going to put this in the in my backpack before I walk in here.
2: Whoa. Okay.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Right, we just spend the night in Spokane. Like, got some food, or whatever. So the next day, Matt, I'm driving. All right, Ooh, all right. Number one, we get over to Idaho. We got to stop at a, a Cabela's because my buddy doesn't know how to swim. I said, "Well, you're getting in that lake, so let's get you a PFD, or uh, <laughs> you know, get you going." <laughs> number number one thing. Apparently, I don't go to Cabela's enough in Idaho. There's just people selling puppies on the side of the road as you drive in. What? Yes. Puppies like there was like seven of them, seven different people selling litters of
2: puppies, what seven different puppy stands, right? And then when I, it was like puppy row, because you said seven, I thought you meant like one person selling one litter of puppies, seven, seven total puppies, seven different places. seven different like cars
0: and like they have out chairs like they're set up for like the whole day like we got to move these puppies dude wow <laughs> so we go to cabela's and then uh get the pfds or whatever then the fun part of the adventure starts like i don't know if you've ever driven over have you driven through idaho like that part of
2: it ooh uh twice but I was on my way to and from a lockdown facility, so I wasn't All paying right. a lot of attention. It is. The speed limit's like 75. Yeah. The
0: roads are always under construction. So the speed limit's still like 65, right? But I don't drive that often. You're going up and down these giant mountains, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like traffic buzzing by. Yeah. Like At one point, I'm like, hey, dude, you, you got to talk. keep talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm trying to get through this drive. So then... Right, We get into Montana and we stopped at a place that has 50,000 silver dollars. Anybody what? that's driven on 90. Yeah. 50,000 silver dollars. But silver dollars aren't worth a dollar. They're worth like right now, I think like 80 to 82 bucks or something. Oh, so they're right. There's hundreds of thousands like of dollars. But I mean, they, they have now I think they're up to 87,000 silver dollars. And they're like in these wooden giant like. Plaques and they're in the bar and they're like hung up. What? Right. So it's like a crazy gift shop and everything. And I'm like, there's like this giant bar in there. And I'm with all the silver dollars, like, we got to go in there. I was like, you can be me this time. I'll have a beer. You can have like a bunch of them. And then, uh, and then if anybody knows Montana, we cruise down and we make a left at St. Regis. Right. And like, same thing. That gas station's unreal. There's like a trout museum museum in the back. Also, they're claiming to have the world, the greatest milkshake in the world.
2: Whoa. Bold claim.
0: It's a Huckleberry milkshake. It was pretty damn good. Okay. <laughs> but same thing. We get through St. Regis and it's like extreme fire danger. Like, do not stop. So uh-huh. we're cruising through. You'll appreciate this. I'm a slow driver, but one lane highway. My buddy's already kind of boozed off now. He's like, you got to down this car. I'm like, all right, I'm taking down a bogey. And he's like, "Explain to me how to overtake a car. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> so we overtake it. The adrenaline's pumping. Now I'm back in my lane. And I'm like, I'm going 110. He's like, well, you slow down now. <laughs> right? Like, you, you, you've done it. Uh, yeah. So we like, <laughs> It was. I mean, it was just wild. Wow. Like, I just. Right and like when we when we finally got to town, we stopped somewhere to like get some food. And I was like, "Dude, that was wild." And he was like, were you that nervous?" I was like, "I've just never driven through this part of the country, and like going up and down those mountains, like you're hauling ass, dude." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I just... and, and the town we stay in, Polson, is so small. We go into like this bar. It's Saturday night. It's like six forty-five, seven. And at first, I'm kind of like, man, this bartender's taking a while. And then I realized, like, I asked her and I'm like, are you the only one working? She's like, yeah, I just picked up a shift like this weekend. Like, it's not my normal job. And I'm like, that's how small the town is. I'm like, dude, it's seven o'clock on a Saturday. Like, you got to have at least somebody in the kitchen. She's like, no, I do everything. I serve the drinks.
2: I wash the dishes and I cook the food. What? (laughs) Yeah. Dude. Uh, it's just a different life out there. That's it wild. is. It's, it's unreal.
0: So, right. So then the next day, uh, we just kind of hung out on the lake. Uh, the, the lake was much shallower than the year before. So I walked out there to the ed- edge of the d- dock. You know me. I always like jumping. And everybody's like, you know, dive in. I'm like, I wouldn't dive in. But I'm like, I can jump in. It'll be all right. You know, you can kind of jump in and your feet will just kind of naturally yeah. Right? So, like, I mean, your butt was going to touch the bottom, but I was like, ah, it's good. But you know me. I mean, you've seen me in water. Like, I I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Sunday, cooked a big dinner, running the grill, just doing man stuff, you know, swimming, grilling.
2: (laughs) By the way, you got to go back to Montana as an adult. (laughs) That's what I I keep thinking. Yeah, I I hold no animosity towards the state. You know, Um, it actually seems like a pretty dope place. So... Yeah, sign me up. So this water, how deep was the water that you were jumping into?
0: It was still probably eight feet. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It was, it was just, it's so clear. You can see the bottom.
2: Yeah. And, and how high was the, the dock that you were jumping off of to, to the surface of the water?
0: Probably like another two feet.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's why I was
0: like, I'm comfortable doing it. So once I did it, everybody's like, I was like, I was like, yeah, like you could jump it. Like, trust me, I was like, I didn't hit bottom every time. It's not like I'm a. So I was like, if you just do it correctly, you should be like. I wouldn't jump in straight up and down. I certainly wouldn't dive. Right. But I was like, dude, you could jump in and be okay. I also always forget that I'm not the best with explaining water stuff. (laughs) It's like one of the girls on our trip. She was like, so just go. I was like, yeah, just kind of land on your butt. But she jumped in just like. Butt first, she's like, my butt's killing me. It's
2: so red. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You got to let your legs go in. And Not, then kind of swoop yeah. under. Not only, but just once. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, that's so good. God, <laughs> like, ah, just tuck your knees once you hit the water. <laughs> Wait till you feel the water on your feet and then tuck <laughs> Uh, so then,
0: right, the next day we always go into Kalispell, go to Moose's, uh, Moose's, I mean, look, even if you don't drink, it's just a great old school bar that's famous for pizza, these frozen, like, uh, goblets that you drink your beer out of, and then you can throw peanut shells on the floor. Love it. So I had called them and I thought the, uh, Arsenal match on Monday was on USA Network. So the dude puts it on. I'm in my goddamn Arsenal jersey. It's not on USA Network. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so then
0: at halftime, Jesse's like, hey, I know a sports bar around here. We go there. It's closed. So we end up at this bar called The Ritz in Kalispell. Okay. It's an old school looking like cowboy bar, but super nice, right? Like granite counter, like giant bar. There's like a little casino, this big bar area, and then a salon.
2: So it's like dumping rain. We don't know what to do. So we got pedicures. You mean... I?" I was like, Ted knows that that's not a saloon, like right. actual salon. Damn, dude. <laughs> right. I like and that. I went to Montana for a pedicure. Right, I've never gotten a pedicure.
0: I'm not a big foot guy. And there was and I was like him and in hall. I'm like, I don't know. I just hang out here in the bar and they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, uh, it's just a little odd for me. And they're like, oh, the guy barking at us just to jump in the water and stop being I was like, yeah. And they're like, you better
2: get this pedicure. I'm like, oh, all right. God damn, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Did, I don't want to step on the rest of the trip, but ballpark, uh, over under, like, let's set it at twenty one. Uh, the amount of times you reference that pedicure for the duration of the trip? Uh,
0: I'd say under. Okay. Because I was one of the only males to get a clear coat, everybody else got their toenails painted, which was a hot topic of discussion the next day with his parents and his
2: uncle and and the locals <laughs> we were cornhole playing cornhole with. <laughs> you don't. I've I've had two. You don't need any polish. You don't even need clear coat. They'll just do the rest of it. <laughs> Oh, I just, well, first, so there's, like,
0: these three, like, women on the other side in their chairs, and at first, I was like, I don't know, can I get, like, a French manicure? And they're standing there, and they're like, no.
2: <laughs> Back to your big city, dude. <laughs> right. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I just think they look
0: out on women, so I was like, maybe it'll look out on me. <laughs> French manicure. I know, dude. But uh, I mean, you know me, like I'm usually pretty cool, but I'm slightly panicked at this point cuz I'm just like, uh, like this lady's just going to work on my feet and I just sit here. <laughs> uh, but and I had a free glass of prosecco.
2: <laughs> wow. Dude, they do salons better than most places it sounds like. It dude, and it's it's still Kalispell.
0: So the dude running the place is like in a jacket with, like, a button-up, like, shirt, like, white shirt, like, tan, almost, like, I don't know how to describe it. He just looked like a cowboy, bolero tie, kind of undone, like, flow going, and, st- and he's uh. all over it. He's bartending. He's running drinks over. So, like, when we were done, I go over to slug down a beer, and I and I, I go, hey, man, I got to tell you, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> 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 and then the guy next to me is like, oh, he's like, we start BS and he's like, I'll buy you a beer. He's like, they don't, you know, they're still making Bud like jokes in Montana. He's like, they don't have any light beer. So I'm drinking this Canadian beer. Is that all right with you? <laughs> I'm like, you oh, know, I'm wearing an English soccer jersey. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, yeah. Sure. Buy me a Coqueney. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, so that was that was also the only good shot I had all weekend of talking to some girls because then they're like, "Oh, you're the French manicure guy," and I'm like, "Yes, that is me." But like at this point, like everybody's leaving, so I got to talk to them for like half a beer. But there it was just like three women. I would say, right if I'm early forties, they were probably like early thirties. But like they're on a trip together in Cali. I was like when we were leaving. Somebody's like, should we have left you in there? I was like, you should have left me and Sean in there. I was like, yeah, Sean and I could have done some work, I
2: think. <laughs> it's only a dream scenario for us. <laughs> right. Uh, let's say, yeah, and
0: then the next day is my favorite day. You just sit, his parents live on a different side of the lake, playing cornhole. There's always a giant tournament where you get paired up with different people. I lost in the first round and just, you know, well, all right. So here's the other thing. Our buddy, his uncle is a massive aggressive, like talker. Okay. Right? That's just, you know, you we we know, right? We I grew up with it, you know, this and that. And I was like, look, like it's not for everybody, but it's like, I get it. It's how he communicates. Like he's not really being mean and like just flip it back to him. So like we yeah. get along, but I was just pumped because after the tournament and we ate dinner, like last year, I didn't have a great showing. Not gonna lie. The neighbor Roger was giving me a bunch of crap. Well, this year, like I threw some bags and I was like, Roger, wanna play a game? And he's like, All right, Ted, I'll play with you. We we win the first game. And then it's like, All right, we win the second game. Right. And like people take cornhole seriously in Montana. So then it's like, Why don't you guys put twenty bucks on it? I'm like, Roger, I'm in if you're in. He's like, I'm in. When, I walked, I walked out of that cornhole game like up forty five dollars. No. Wait, dude. You know, right, the greatest compliment I've heard in a long time. I go, Roger, what do you think? A little more improvement, huh? And he goes, he goes. Honestly, I'd play with you in a in a real tournament. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> nice. Damn, well, that's a good compliment. It is, right? See, but that's the other thing too. Like, I love coaching, but also you got to be coachable. And like, oh, he kept telling time. me stuff, and I was like, all right. And he's like, he's like, yeah. Most people don't listen when they're drinking beers and playing cornhole. I was like, oh, I'm
2: here to win. Yeah. That's, that's been my thing. Golfing with guys that are better than me down here is like, you know, I'm not going to slow it down. I play fast, even if I suck and yeah, listen to what they have to say. And, but it's an interesting thing. Cause they're like, do you mind if I uh, tell you, I'm like, yes, please. I'm, I'm not under the illusion that I'm good here. Like I'll take anything you got to say. So like I'm enthusiastically coachable, but it's like, That really, you know, especially in a game like Cornhole, um, you know, where yeah, especially in a place like Montana where it's like, dude, this guy plays a lot. He probably does know some things that you don't know and it's worth listening to. And then yeah, sounds like it worked out well. They
0: they have professional boards. Like Roger shows up with his own bags. What they know, oh Matt. They are not fucking around, dude. I mean, it's and it's oh, like man. the highlight of their week is like this tournament, and then the cash games afterwards,
2: dude. <laughs> cash games afterwards. Right. Dude, I'll make it back at the cash games afterwards. Don't worry. Right.
0: Well, some people in the group like they're like, yeah, it's fun, whatever. But like you know, they're just not big sports people. A and certainly aren't sure what to do with all the shit talking,
2: but like, Oh, I was thriving. I'm like, this is great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just got to be able to dish it a little bit, take it. And yeah, I mean, it makes, it makes games like that more fun to just have that trash talk going as long as it can get out of hand sometimes, but most of the time it like enhances it.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, you get caught up, right? Like, Sure. People have heard me say this before, but I can be a shot. Like, I'm a shy peer. Like, I'll I'll pee in a stall all day long. Ah, oh, cornhole, Montana's head. My my buddy was like, man, where's the bathroom? And I'm like, we're outside, man. This is all our bathroom. He's like, are you <laughs> serious? I'm like, I haven't pissed inside in two days. <laughs> uh, he's like "You're peeing right there. I was like, yeah, man, he's like thought you were a shy peer i'm like not anymore not Not out here that's washington ted bruh (laughs) (laughs) uh real quick talking about advice how do you feel about unsolicited gym guy advice well see i feel like that's one place unless you're doing something really that you're gonna hurt yourself
2: yeah yeah the um You know, and even then, like, I've told people, like, dude, that's sketch. When I was a trainer, when I had the logo and the thing on, like, hey, man, I just wanted to, you know, see if you would be interested in hearing about any other options to maybe get a similar effect without the risk that you're presenting here. And they're just like, get out of here. I mean, personally, I always thought it was fun to talk to the other meatheads and see what they're doing. And you know, it's it's fun. They'll give it to you unsolicited, but if you take it in stride, like it's kind of fun. It's somewhat helpful. Generally, you know, it comes from guys that are bigger than me, you know? And so yeah. there's the like it's almost like there's this implied thing of like, dude, like I'm fine with my frame. Like I kind of like my my cut, you know, I don't need to be a big bulky, strong dude. And um uh, but bigger guys love throwing that unsolicited advice at you and it's it now i know like dude you're you're talking about like the the absolute like 1% 2% margins of improvement it's so much of it is just consistency those are the guys that are in there 6 days a week and it's like i don't know if your techniques are that special or if you just dedicate 3 times the amount of time to this than i do <laughs> like, that's that's the thing with me is like if you're in there six days a week and you're talking to someone who's just starting out it's not gonna it's not gonna land uh but yeah yeah but I, I think no it's idea. a fun way to meet people and most of them are entertaining and yeah there's a, I had a lot of that back in my day and i was like this guy's my friend and then it's like ah, i think he just likes talking about himself and his workout routine it <laughs> <between> sets <laughs> do you know
0: uh do you follow that woman on Instagram that runs the mini beast?
2: Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't think so.
0: so she is like, she, I mean, she's super hot, but like, it's funny. You're talking about cutting and bulking, and mm-hmm. she'll show pictures. Like back in the day, she's like, I stopped doing cardio. Like, and then she's like, basically, then I bulk and then I, you know, cut and the going back and forth. And she just shows all the different, like, Versions and she's like, I finally found like a middle zone I like, but I'm just like, oh my God. Like when you see her body, you understand it's like, yeah, like that takes years of, you know, bulking, cutting, cycling, like deciding what body you want and what you're going to work on. And like, but I like that she very much like she's always putting in meal prep and explaining stuff very simple. Like this is, you know, like if you want this, do this.
2: Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, man, there's I mean, it, it's really just like, how hard do you want to go with it? Like anything's possible in that realm. Um, but, you know, I like that she's honestly reviewing the process because sometimes there's like a super jacked trainer that's like, take my six week program and you'll know everything you need to know. And it's like, yeah, but there's still six years away from looking like you of doing that every single week for six years you know yeah and, and people just assume that well i'm gonna look like that when i'm done and it's it's just a long process that you know luckily i th- i think it's enjoyable you know that's fine stuff you like because it's you're in it for the long haul <laughs> whether you like it or not as long as you got a body dude like training it should probably be enjoyable because there's always going to be reasons to train Um, it just changes throughout the years. Like I just used to just want to get laid, you know, and now (laughs) I'm like, I just want to play golf and not run into all this low back pain that most people experience. Whoa. Okay.
0: Yeah. You could see the
2: size difference. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Miss, uh, miss Carrie June, right. She runs a massive brand called mini Carrie
2: June. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. One
0: last thing from, uh, Montana. Very proud of this. Uh, this Christmas, good friend of mine gave me an ugly stick, a new fishing pole. Uh, the last, I mean, the last day we were there, in between swimming, Sean broke out the fishing poles, went down there, caught a fish. Probably the easiest fishing I've ever seen in my life. In no kidding, it was unbelievable. Francis caught a fish. No, yeah, she didn't even know what she was doing. Frank is what four? She just started reeling really fast, and it just snagged a perch like on the side of his body. <laughs> <laughs> My one buddy I look over I go he, who didn't know how to cast when I showed him and then I see him pull out like three in a row and I'm like oh you got this down and he goes I'm not even using bait <laughs> <laughs> So I mean we must have just been on like this school of perch like by our dock not even using bait right I know like That's and he was so just good. being honest but it was such a funny line you know it's yeah. like I'm not even using bait I was like no <laughs> shit I was like you just pulled out like three in a row
2: <laughs> that's so I, awesome.
0: I know. That's what I've been telling everybody. They're like, What'd you do in Montana? I was like, Wow, you take out hunting. It was basically a country song. Swam <laughs> in a lake, fish in a lake, play cornhole. I mean, leave out the pedicure, but you know, it
2: was a country song. I was going to say, <laughs> Asked for a French manic- manicure, got a clear coat on my pedicure instead. But you know, aside from that, it's <laughs> basically it- Luke bryan over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny when you're like, dude, you don't you can just get nothing like I didn't even know that was an option Like <laughs> uh, after they were like, no, you can't get a French Rainer care. I'm like, all right, uh, clear coat. <laughs> but I will say if you've ever I was talking to somebody I was talking to Thrill the other day. He's like, yeah, my wife keeps telling me to get one this and then I'm like, like I'm not going to lie. Your feet are going to feel much better. Like it just I was like, I I probably will start getting them every couple months.
2: It's a, it's a good thing. And like most of the dudes I know that get pedicures, I look up to whether I like it or not. Like, yeah, it's not like I look up to them because they get pedicures, but like the type of dude that gets a pedicure and understands what it's about and is confident enough to, you know, set aside societal judgments or whatever tends to be people that I'm like, Oh, dang, I didn't, I already looked up to you. I didn't know you got pedicures too. And so yeah, I, I've always gone with a girl, and then I have to sit there and wait for like 15 minutes while they paint their nails at the end. Like the the nail painting adds a lot of time to the pedicure. <laughs> and so it does. I'm like yeah, and then they're like, "Do i like, no, I don't need any paint on my nails." And then they're like, "Go well, go wait over there because your girlfriend does." And yeah, it's like this <laughs> whole other ordeal. Well, there's like five levels. We got the number three.
0: Like that hot wax was hot. Hot <laughs> that kinda, wax. Damn that kind of caught me off guard a little bit, too. I was like, she's like, just put your foot in here. I'm like, OK. I was like, oh, that is warm. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a break here and then we'll come back. We'll have a special guest. You've heard us read his emails and we're going to talk college football. All right. Welcome back, everybody. As always, thank you to our sponsors. I'm uh, not sure who they were tonight, but I'm sure they love us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, for years, you've listened to the podcast. You've heard an emailer email in as Carson, the lawyer. Carson, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Ted. It is an honor to be here on the greatest podcast in all the land.
2: All the land. All the
0: land. So Matt, oh. right, Matt texted me, was it yesterday? He's like, hey, man, do you mind if Carson comes on since Cobb's not there and uh, talks about college football? I was like, yeah, yes. Couldn't say yes uh, quick enough. Now, before we get into your team, I want to say as a college football fan, uh, so this weekend, last weekend, there was Navy Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland. I am not a Notre Dame fan. Credit to their fan base, though. Big brand. There was like thirty five, forty thousand 40,000 of them that went over there. Whoa. I, for the record, I was also going to go to that game for my 40th birthday, but COVID. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but one thing, I kept checking Twitter, and there was this Irish guy at the game. I have no idea who he is. Shout out to my buddy Ron that lives up in uh, Northern Ireland. He was at the game. But this Irish guy is just like tweeting out stuff. And I forget that if you're not American, and if you're not into college football, like the cheerleaders and the marching band are a real thing. And he just keeps filming it. And he's like, it's like a movie. <laughs> 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 right? Like, I forget. It's insanity, right? You got yeah. the Notre Dame leprechaun leading it. You got this massive marching band. You got all the cheerleaders. You got the flag girls. <laughs> like, it's a whole thing. And that's I'm Carson. I'm sure you'll agree as a college football. That's one thing I love the most is just the pomp and circumstance.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And credit where credit is due. Notre Dame, in particular, I have said their fans are some of the best I've ever seen. I was actually in the marching band at at USC my first two years. So I got to go to a game in South Bend, and their fans were on another level. Everyone, all the students wearing the same t shirt. Nobody leaves the stadium early. They're all doing push ups in the air every time they score. Like, that's the fans that you want. So it does not surprise me at all to hear that they traveled to Dublin of all places extra hard.
0: (laughs) So I know you're an SC fan. I didn't realize you were in the marching band at SC.
1: Yeah, I was in it for the first few years there. And then it was going to wind up being a lot more time uh, commitment the last two years just to how the leadership positions work. So I figured "Eh, I'm not willing to have a part-time job for it. Uh, so then I wound up being a fan in the stands for the last few years, which was a great kind of both worlds for it. Cause I got so lucky. I was there during the, the heyday of the Pete Carroll years. So I was in the marching band at that orange bowl against Oklahoma or against, uh, well, yeah, the Sooners where we just crushed them to win the undisputed national title. And yeah, it's there's like you said, the pomp and circumstance of college football, there's, there's nothing like it.
0: So I have good and bad takes on SC. No as does everyone. Number one, when you're in the band, do you get as tired of playing that fucking song as I do of hearing it?
2: (laughs) No, for us it's like breathing. (laughs) Matt, have you ever seen SC play in person? No. Uh well, yeah, when I was a kid. I went to some of the games when I was in LA. But yeah, I don't Uh, remember any of it. You'll understand what I'm talking about. They play that same song over and
0: over and they're all throwing up their twos. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. The twos. Oh yeah, and the, the
1: ba- oh, go ahead, Sorry, no, go ahead. I would say the uh, the the band camp that you start with the beginning of each season, like a week or two of, of intense practice, get all the new people up to shape. Oh, They'd always is just, all right, if we haven't called a certain song to play, just assume you're playing tribute to Troy that that song. So just like unless we're telling you to do something otherwise, that's what you're supposed to be doing all the time. Just play that song. <laughs>
0: Right. So, right as an East Coast, right? Like, I had never seen SC in person. So, one of the first few years I'm out here, they're playing Washington. This one, Washington was bad. So, I go to the game and, like, it's not super packed that day. So, me and my buddy, I'm like, I've never seen SC. I'm like, let's go sit over in their student section, number one. So, we get a closer look at the song girls. And then, right. But as we're sitting there, I'm like, Jesus, they play this song a lot. And like, I sent a picture to like my uncle and he just goes, are you sick of the song yet? <laughs> I was like, I was like, how'd you know? He's like, I've seen an SC game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about par for the course. My my mom has compared it to a cult and she's not entirely wrong.
0: Well, you're not Texas A&M. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Texas A&M is a cult. But let's, we'll put a pin in that. That's, that's very minutiae in deep college football. But like, ah, could be. Now. The good on SC, I will say those like Reggie Bush, Matt Liner years, unreal, like the Bush push, you know, Oh like, yeah, you're with me as an SC fan. I'm sure you're not an Notre Dame fan, but like that was unbelievable. One of the greatest games I've ever seen. Now oh, yeah. back to the bad for SC. Probably the greatest game I've ever seen is the 07 championship with Texas beats <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, but that one, at least the Bush push made it a good balance because let's be honest, if I'm going to take off my crazy fan hat, he shouldn't have scored on that play that wasn't allowed. And the only reason we were contending for the national title was because of that. So okay, losing it on a bad call, of Vince Young knees hitting the ground. We can't really claim that we would have been there if all the calls had been right. So let's just have two incredible games to watch and Marvel. I mean, I've always said it, when, when it comes to sports, if the only thing you can complain about at the end of the game is the final score, you can't really complain. And both of those games were just incredible to watch. Awesome.
0: And it's funny now is when you look at the Eagles last year and it's like, look how great their QB sneak is. It's like, they're just doing the bush push. Cause it's legal. Now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> he Carol knew what he was doing, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. and big at the time team. like honestly i remember watching it and they were like we're not sure if it's legal that just seemed like a heads-up football play
1: yeah i mean he he really knew his stuff man i thought I, I think and maybe this is some sour grapes here but i don't think he got enough credit even for the the pickoff in the super bowl like how often are you going to get an inside slant route picked off everyone's going to expect you to go with your big receiver excuse me your your big rushing back so like yeah i mean the 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 Strategy and the and the thinking outside the box. Sometimes it doesn't pay off. Sometimes it does. I I love Pete Carroll as a coach, man. I'm I'm a huge fan of his for as long as he's coaching anywhere. Yeah, and Pete Carroll, look,
0: I've been wrong about him twice. I remember when the Seahawks hired him, I was like, ah, he's not an NFL coach. I was dead wrong. And then a year ago, when it was like, do we get rid of Russ or get rid of Pete? I was team get rid of Pete. I was happy to be wrong again. (laughs) So like, trust (laughs) me. And I've uh Oh man, his name is uh is blanking right now, but he was a tight end for the Seahawks. Uh well uh Luke Wilson. Yeah. So Luke, uh, we used to have him on the mega cast, me and Migs, and they were gonna play, I think it was Green Bay on like a Monday night. So he was like, hey, our walkthrough's on Sunday. Like, come over to the VMAC. I'll get you passes, and you can go th- watch the walkthrough. And like seeing Pete Carroll in person is unbelievable, just on the practice field. Matt, I'm telling you. Like, like me and, and Miggs and my buddy Baird are st- standing there and I'm like, is anybody else getting fired up and like ready to go hit, like go do something
1: on that field? And it's like, yeah, like his energy is just unmatched. Oh, yeah. Every time you saw him on campus and you gave him a fight on coach, he would stop and turn around and give you one back. He's just, he's the kind of guy that, that people want to play for.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's so cool.
0: All right, so tell me, Matt says, you do you tailgate every SC game?
1: Not every game. We we do uh, at least a few each year. We used to do most of them. It's uh, me and, and my actually little brother from the fraternity. He was also in the, the band at SC. Uh, and so we've, we've done most of them. Uh, I used to have to get there real early, but now they do a permit system, which is nice. <laughs> Makes it a little bit easier. Although now this year, uh, you have to have permits, which is a change. So it's a little bit less... Uh, less hectic than it used to be. But at SC, you get a chance to tailgate. It's not just in the parking lot outside the stadium or even in the parking lots on campus. You get to tailgate on campus, like all the quads, all the streets. Our spot is in a grassy island in the middle of the main thoroughfare that goes right through the middle of campus. So it's it's That's a really awesome. cool experience. Yeah, it's, it's so much. I mean, it's, the, the building where I had a third of my classes is right there. We use the same bathrooms. And because you're on campus, you get nice. Actual bathrooms. SD brings in good, like, little air conditioned porta potty banks and stuff, too. They really know what they're doing because it's a small campus, so it gets pretty busy. But then the band kind of comes through at the end. You can hear the band play and then follow the band over to the stadium. you got to break down about kickoff, which is the only drawback. But it's super fun. My, actually, my whole family is coming out for the uh, UW tailgate this year.
0: Oh, nice. That, I mean, that's that's yeah. the game of the year in the conference.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, and I oh, tried to play Utah and, and lose again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, also, I remember like the first time I went to Burning Man, like a lot of people down there, you know, they call it sports ball. They're not really into it. But like, you know, you get to like Wednesday or Thursday, like I can't help it. I'm, I'm going to talk, start talking sports. And like people are like, what do you like so much about college? And I was explaining the tailgate. And then I said, look, it's basically a mini festival. Like that- everybody sets up their stuff. Right? You got you bring your own food and drink and stuff, and then you meet your neighbors. Maybe you're trading food. Like, man, I can't tell you how many times we've traded like beers for a shot of whiskey, or sometimes people just give you stuff.
1: Yeah, we had some people show up at our last one, like some 50-something-year-old dudes with just handles to make these incredible cinnamon toast crunch shops. And oh, it nice. just literally just tastes like actual cinnamon toast crunch. It was unbelievable. And you just just walking through, I got a picture on my wall of a couple of guys in Michigan gear playing beer pong because they just stopped by our tailgate and we were chirping with them and, and they got in on a game. I mean, it's like you said, it's, it is, it's the essence of festivals, but it's just one day it's convenient. You don't have to sleep in a tent. You know, it's, it's it's so much fun. And it's the balance between it's somehow both a well-oiled machine and absolute chaos. And that's what makes it so much fun.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look, I've been to some of the, I've been to three of the five biggest stadiums. And like right the like the tailgate culture is just unreal. Like you go to LSU, like there's plenty of people that show up to Tailgate. They they have no plans of going into that game.
1: <laughs> like, oh yeah, I haven't gone to a game in years. The Husky game this year will be the first one I've gone to in ages. Yeah, we that way we we break down and then you go watch it in a sports bar. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, right, like when I, we used to go to Maryland stuff,
0: me and my buddy Bernie, we get because Maryland was never that good. So we always had to play at noon. But like we would his brother was a fireman. We'd be at the firehouse at 5:30, five thirty six a.m. Filling up the giant cooler with ice. We'd wait until they open the gate for every hour hours before game. Right. You get your spot. You start setting up uh, stuff and everything. And it's like I also tell people like. For people like me, like for the Smiths, it's like a little family reunion. You get like four or five extra ones a year because that's everybody goes to the tailgate.
1: Oh, yeah. And actually, tailgating is the reason that I moved back to Southern California after moving to Colorado for law school, uh, because I came back at least once each year for homecoming. I'd done a year uh, in between undergrad and law school where we did a bunch of them. And you just realize it's makes it so much easier to stay in contact with folks especially as someone who moved out of state just everyone comes to tailgate like all b- multiple different friend groups that i have there's fraternity folks there's freshman year dorm folks and it just it's an awesome crowd you get everyone coming in and it's it makes it it's such a central hub of of the social network for me at least and i mean yeah it's it's i look forward to it so much they're exhausting they're long day because it's a a two and a half hour drive out from the desert, but man, it's, it's so worth it. I just did a, a little nomad one this last weekend and it was, it was an absolute blast. It always is.
0: <laughs> right. Mom, I'm very happy that my nephew, uh, he's now a freshman at Ole Miss and he's joining a fraternity. So I'm like, Hey, make sure you stay in school this year, get an fraternity. So next year I'm coming down. Like I'm, I want this to be, I want to set up Matt. The Grove at Ole Miss is supposedly the Holy grail of uh, tailgating. Really? Yeah, but you got it. Like, people get there the night before and stuff, but since he's in a fraternity, like, the the fraternities all have their own little tailgate, So, it's like, my, I was talking to my brother. He's like, oh, yeah, like, he'll have to go and set up early. But he's like, we can
1: just roll in and hang out at their tailgate.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, fr- fraternities are like boats. It's way better to have a friend with one than to have to deal with one yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong, but, uh, yeah, given the, like, I've never thought about getting a boat except when it's summertime and like every attractive woman I know that's single. I'm like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going on a boat. Who's the guy? I don't know. Some like 56 year old dude. I'm just
1: like, God damn it. Boats are, they work so well. (laughs) Like just, just rent one. Like in, in December, go find somebody who's looking to rent one for the summer. Get in there early. Get a good deal. And then you or get like a timeshare on it. Get get one month or something like that where you've got the boat locked down for peak Seattle summer and you can be boat Ted. <laughs> Talk to our buddy Carson the lawyer. a uh, big SC
0: fan goes to the tailgates. Uh, all right. I gotta ask it. So SC's ranked what do you guys sixth in the nation? Top 10. Yeah, sounds right. That was, I mean, that first half was a little shaky against uh, San Jose State Saturday night in
1: week zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, SDSU, just like, like San Jose and San Diego State, if, they both deserve a little more credit than they usually get. But we should not have let them score 28 points. And our offense was real slow on, on the first half. Yeah, I mean, I, I was not particularly concerned about the offense. We got enough talent, especially Caleb Williams and some of the newer guys. The defense is the real question because USC has always just been pathologically addicted to not wrapping up when they tackle. That always is going to make it worse. And then Grinch has just, we could not make a stop to save our life last season. The fact that we led in, in turnover, but, couldn't make it, but we were like almost bottom for yards per, per play. Like we just, we looked great on sports center, but sports center doesn't win you championships. And that's why Utah deserved to win both of those times. And, and Tulane too, frankly, it was the inability of us to make a stop when it counted. And I haven't seen enough of a change to give me much more hope this year. I, I, I kind of said 28 points was the dividing line for me. If we allowed more than 28, we were in trouble. If we kept him to under twenty eight, maybe we got some hope. So I, I'm still sitting here not knowing if our defense is gonna be our Achilles heel again or or maybe we actually got a shot.
0: And Caleb Williams, just like SC, I have a love-hate relationship with the man. Like <laughs> I'm happy he's from the DMV, but he also uh when he was at St. John's last second Hail Mary championship game against Damatha conference title. I mean, it just it was heartbreaking. I mean it was it was a high school game and it was f-ing number one on sports Center the next day. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And we haven't won a championship at Damatha since then. Like we've been in the oh. championship game, but we haven't won. So like every time I see Caleb Williams, I'm like, oh, he's a DMV guy, I like that, but damn him.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one will sting for a while. I know that uh, Damatha is not the same as normal high school sports allegiances. So I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I won't blame you for letting that one stick in your craw a little.
0: <laughs> I am happy. We, uh, DeMatha won up and beat the crap out of some team in Ohio. And like, there's so Matt, there's two other teams in our conference that are ranked nationally, but they both got smoked on national TV. So like last weekend, week zero, there's a couple college games. There's, and there's like those high school showcases point being Damatha's number one in DC again from Washington post. So I'm like, all right, all right. Too
2: Where do they belong?
0: And we have seven guys on active rosters. We'll see what happens in the next couple weeks in the NFL. Wow.
2: (laughs) I was just going to say, you know, Dematha. I I just think it's funny. I I know their names, the Stags, and I know their colors are red and blue. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. Because I follow them on Instagram now because of you. But, like, my Dematha allegiance, like... If I ran through it because I like golf so much, like they're like one of my top top eight favorite teams in all of sports is like (laughs) Demath. It's like, why did you go there? No, just Ted. You know, like it's been doing this podcast for a long time, and we talk about it a lot. And like I feel like this diehard Dematha fan. (laughs) I'm like I I couldn't locate it on a map. I could watch. If I was walking through town and I walked right by it, if I didn't see the sign, I wouldn't know. I was walking by to Like, But I, I root for it more than I root for the high school. I went to like,
0: well, it's funny. So my buddy, Sean, he came back with me this summer to like for my nephew's graduation and stuff. And the next day we drive from Northern Virginia, drive around DC, show him all the sites. And then he was like, Hey man, like, can we see Damatha? Like you talk about it all the time. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I texted Ponton. I was like, can we get like the quick tour? And he's like, yeah, sure. Teddy, like, come on by. <laughs> it's just like same thing. And he's just like, so you didn't eat? And Sean's like, I didn't even grow up on this coast. He's just like, I just hear about it constantly. I had to see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, right, me and Ponton are giving them the full tour. I'm like, ah, oh, see this classroom? Like, this is where I had study skills. Miss Garren Miss worked there in here. Study and skills. Like, right. I was like, oh, yeah. I was, again, I was in the 33 track. <laughs>
2: Dude, study. We called it learning strategies in my school, but it was the most fun class. Carson, you're a lawyer. Did you have to take any of those classes?
1: Uh, no, no, I did not although i did take uh, calculus senior year of high school and get a c plus and then took it freshman year of college and get the exact same c plus <laughs> <laughs> and i can't even blame it being far it was literally the closest class i had to my dorm the entire year it's just like no that that was as far as i got in math and and that's why i'm a lawyer instead of a doctor <laughs>
0: I took I'm pretty sure I took algebra two my senior year. <laughs> right? Because the first two years they broke up algebra one and then I took what geometry? Geometry actually,
1: as far as math goes, that one I kinda liked. I was like, all right. We're using shapes. It's got a and hint stuff. of practicality. It's not just number yeah. magic. So you actually feel like you can learn it. I feel like we could all do math a lot better if they made it something that was practical instead of just random numbers on a page and word problems. <sighs>
0: Yeah, right. Like I can solve math problems when it's divided by six or seven or three or two. <laughs> well, like let's let's just
1: teach kids to do their taxes and how to balance a budget and a checkbook. Like that'd be some good practical math. Would teach people the basic skills in a real useful way. Maybe we wouldn't be a nation of uh, debtors and uh, and innumerate folks. But what what do I know? I'm just yeah. a small town pizza lawyer. Oh, God, I love those commercials. (laughs) Just a small town pizza lawyer. (laughs) And Uh, on Mercer Island, I did cook in a pizza restaurant too. So I can literally say I am a small town, comma, pizza lawyer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I mean, listen, uh, also, I think the Turps are going to have a decent year in the Big Ten. We just, that division's brutal. We got to play Ohio State. Penn state Michigan every year and you sprinkle in a Wisconsin. It's just like, ah, but I think this year we'll finally get over that hump, maybe get nine wins. And like, I mean, you beat one of those teams and you beat everybody else. You should that. should get us ranked.
1: Yeah. I, I find myself rooting for Maryland a lot now too, frankly, because of the podcast. And I mean, yes. I was at a, although I was at SC during the the glorious of glory years, I was at DU during their absolute worst. I think they won, four or maybe even two games total the three years that I was there. So, I mean, I've, I've been through both sides of, of that spectrum. And I, I feel you on, you got a schedule where there's just no chance of beating anyone important. And you know, you're just getting rocked half the games each season. I'll tell
0: you what, I can't wait to see what Colorado does this weekend. Uh, Dion is talking about crazy uniforms and this and that. It's like, like, look, I, I don't know that I believe the hype when he went to Jackson State, but then, like, that program did well. And now he's at Colorado. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's a different style, but also it's college football. I'm like, there's a lot of coaches that are great in college, like Urban Meyer. I watched that whole swamp. uh, (laughs) Just just
1: put it on my list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Urban Meyer is a freaking psycho. Like, I can see why he's such a good college coach and not an NFL coach. So, like, for Dion, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, he started a small school. Like, you know, I, I always remind people, too, like, you have Ask Oregon. You have no idea how much cool uniforms matter to 17- and 18-year-old boys. Like, it's a massive deal. And to be like, I play for Dion.
1: Yeah. And, and I hate to give you credit on the uniform thing, but you're you're right. Because being raised a Husky fan... There's nobody I hate more than Oregon. I, I hate Oregon oh, more than yeah. UCLA, more than Notre Dame, more than any of them. I don't like to give them credit for anything, but yeah, they the the Oregonification of uniforms. That's the way of the future. You got to do it to recruit. I love that SC doesn't do it, but I wonder how much longer we can hold on. At least we have LA as a recruiting tool. But yeah, it's it's with with these, they. I'll be interested to see what happens if they can pull out seven, eight wins this season, I'll be very impressed. But they've got a a long, long road to hoe. I remember in law school looking at it and seeing the quarterback who was then the coach's son and realizing he is not any taller or bigger than I am. And I'm an exceedingly normal average-sized dude. (laughs) Like, I remember seeing, he's six inches shorter than any of the guys on the line. You're not going to win a lot of Division One football games when, you're, when your quarterback has to stand on his tiptoes to see over the shoulder to, to read the coverage.
0: <laughs> yeah. I will say though, SC is right there with Penn State. Like, just classic uniforms. Like, I don't think they have to worry about it. And it's also funny. I never realized the last few years that, like, most Husky fans completely despise Oregon, like, much more than they care about the Kooks.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, w- when... CU joined the Pac-12, ESPN did a series of, uh, of introduction articles from the local sports writer for each team about their team to introduce to the, the new fans from Utah and Oregon, or me, and CU. And the, uh, the article about UW was saying, look, the one thing you have to realize is, yes, Wazoo is the rival, but Oregon is the enemy. It is college football's only nuclear-powered rivalry. It's true. It's it's pure hatred, and it's
0: wonderful. All right, one more. We'll 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 switch over to what's happening here. But one more thing, you have to thank Oregon and Phil Knight for when it comes to college athletics. Is uh, Phil Knight got so tired of not having a beverage in the stadiums? He's basically the reason college
1: switched the rules, and now you can buy beer at games yeah and that's a nice change I, I'll, I'll take advantage of that because you used to be able to get beer at the coliseum when i was uh when i was in college because it was city-owned property but leased by the uh the trojans so the city had the contract to sell concessions, so they were allowed to keep doing it within a few years ago we p- started paying them extra to not do it so i'm very glad that that now it's back and we can get a cold one when i'm there for the uw game this november <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what, last year we went to a Maryland game, I was back, and uh, just old instincts kicked in. Like I'm well aware like where my family sits that there's a Chick-fil-A and a beer stand behind them, but I just got hammered beforehand. I never even drank a beer during the second half. I was like, so I was like, you didn't get a beer, man? I was like, I kind of forgot because we're at a college game. Yeah, we got to retrain ourselves now. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right Carson. you can hang out for a minute. Uh yeah, let's check in with what's happening. Hey,
1: guys. what's good? What's up man? Uh before we get to what's happening. Hey, guys. what's good? What's up man? Check out
0: what's happening. Hey, guys. what's good? What's up man? Uh before we get to what's happening. Hey, guys. what's good?
2: What's up man? Check out what's happening. All right, we had a pretty chill weekend. Got some laundry done and hung out. Uh, But the day before that, so that was Saturday I'm talking about here. We went up to the mountains above our house and went to a lake up there. Just kind of walked around, wanted to scope it out, see what it was all about. Um, And it was great, you know, getting up there in the trees. It's about 20 degrees cooler than here. Uh, being on the water, it was definitely a very cool place to to check out. We'd driven by it on our way up to this town, Idlewild, that we go to sometimes. And so after we went to the lake and got out, walked around, we went up to Idlewild, got out, walked around, went, got some ice cream, kind of just is Idlewild.
0: Is that that strange of a place? Like I just remember Outcast. Like had an I, album or a song called out a while. Uh,
2: oh, you're right. Um, I don't know if it's about the same place actually. All right. Um, I'll have to look into that. That's a good question, Ted. I knew I had heard the term somewhere besides this town yeah. and it's a, it's a PCT town. So the PCT uh, goes kind of right, right by it. And it's like the first town that you can go into somewhat conveniently from the PCT after you leave from Mexico. So but I knew I'd heard it somewhere else, and you're right; it was Outcast. Um, so I have to look that up. But we went to Idlewild, and then Idlewild's like at the top of the mountain above Palm Springs. And we live in Palm Desert. You go up the back way, and then we came back down the other side, making a big loop, and winding up in downtown Palm Springs. All right. So of course we went to the 420 bank, right as usual. <laughs> No, no surprises yet, right? Oh, by the way,
0: I left that out. When you do go to Montana as an adult, uh, recreational weed.
2: Oh, it's there? Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. Noted. Can't wait. Um, so, <laughs> so we go to the bank and uh, go into the bathroom. And then I come back out and I see my friend, the bud tender that's working there. And I go to, like, say what's up to him, but he's with another customer. I'm not going to interrupt. He interrupts to be like, oh, what up, dude? Because I'm a regular, right? <laughs> he gives me the, the cheers treatment. Hey, how you been? How did that? Like mid-transaction with these other people. And then nice. the it's a couple. And the guy goes, hey, what's up, dude? And I was like, and I'm not going to say his name, but I recognized him as one of my coworkers. Oh, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it, one of the directors at work, actually. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. And he's like, yeah, I don't smoke. We're just here for my wife. Uh, we were just getting dinner down the street. And my my friend, my bud tender friend, just keeps, like, piling on. <laughs> <laughs> you What's he, like, the usual, Matt? Just, like, pre-roll joints. PBRs and pre-rolls. We know, dude. Uh <laughs> I, my co-worker turns to his wife yeah this is mad he's one of the personal trainers and the personal pothead what do you want like this <laughs> like, this guy is above my pay grade at my work which is a very nice place where i try not make a big deal out of how much i smoke weed and you're really not healthy here bro and i'm like trying to tell my co-worker like Love this place. You know, I don't drink. It's coming up on 10 years. So we just come here instead. Then we go to dinner after. It's a great little, great little night. And he's like, yeah, that's awesome. And Ian the budtender just keeps it coming at me. I'm like, it's like cheers in here for me. You know, they, they know who I am. It's good. It's-, it's the only place I hang out. I don't go to bars. This is it. It's like, that's great, man. That's cool. Cool, you got a place and stuff. But like, it could not have been more unnerving getting getting that kind of recognition from the bud tender like ah that guy's like yeah he's a little bit more buttoned up than me we've talked enough at work and it's like i was shocked to see him in there i thought that's a safe space for me (laughs) there's no safe spaces the town's too small yeah
0: dude (laughs) but i would think in this day and age like I don't know. In the fitness industry, I think it would almost be more acceptable to use weed than drink hard.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, especially. I mean, I didn't want to get too defensive. Like, I don't even smoke most of the time. I got a vaporizer at home, man. <laughs> I got a, I gotta knock off volcano boss. It's way better for your <laughs> lungs. I love health. <laughs> like yeah, I just kind of just let it be. Like you guys gonna hang out, you guys can come sit down with us. Music starting. Uh but <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was probably one of the most more interesting things that I've encountered because yeah, I thought I was totally in the clear. Like I work in Palm Desert, Palm Springs is like forty minutes away. That's forever in in desert. All right. All right. And he's like, "Yeah, we're just out out on the town, and popped in here. She was curious. We'd never been in, and here you are." <laughs> the guy behind the counter just gave me the 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 regular treatment, which I love. That's why I go in there half the time yeah. to see that guy and have that interaction. And I was like, this is just looks way more incriminating. I was just trying to backpedal. Like, yeah, man, it's uh it's a great place. They, they have music. They got pool.
0: You have those interactions. Like, like when I was uh, like, I've been, I'm, I know I've been like when I lived on Capitol Hill, like one day, like I'm in the grocery store and I'm just like, Emily she's like what's up Ted she's like my bartender I was like what are you doing in here she's like well I live in the neighborhood I eat food and I was like yep all right and then like the other bartender they used to work at uh at uh oh uh, what was my spot uh Bill's off Broadway and then like the next aisle over I'm like Parker and he's like what's up man and I was like I was like it's kind of weird seeing you in the wild he's like it's kind of weird seeing you in the wild I was like Emily's two aisles over and he's like really <laughs> <laughs> but and there's nothing. It's just odd because it's just like they're used to seeing me on one side of the bar. So it's like, oh, yeah, we all are normal people, too, outside of the culture, you know, whether yeah. outside the
2: 420 bank or the bar. Yeah. i like I usually have I usually have my stuff very, like, dialed in as far as appearance up there. Clean shaven, fresh cuts, shirt tucked in, collar, the whole nine. And then I just come in, like, straight off the mountain and cargo camo shorts and a white tank top that says west coast cannabis club on it Like, <laughs> what's up dude? i'm surprised you recognize me honestly like that's impressive i, I had a full disguise
0: that's pretty damn funny i like that like, no i don't smoke that much it's like yeah the bud tender just knows you and you're wearing a weed shirt <laughs> yeah
2: oh man yeah so i mean that was i mean he's he's chill i don't think it'll like blow back on me in any negative way at work but yeah i think it's like a good bonding experience you know like man remember that time we saw each other outside of here uh that was wild dude so plus it's nice you saw
0: him like as you got there yeah as opposed to him showing up and you're just blunted yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's Oh, uh, what's up, boss? <laughs> How you been, man? How's summer going? <laughs> and that's coming from personal experience. When you're on Mix's birthday, we're on the party bus. And like, I'm sitting in the back and like hair clubs on the bus. So I'm like, what's up? And then like that Monday at work, he's like, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody as stoned as you were in the back of that bus. It's <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's like, your eyes were barely open. And he's like, it took you two minutes to say hello. Hey man. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, it was fun. Uh, you know, that was, uh, yeah, God, I, I definitely, you work in radio, so it's a little different, but yeah, just right. being, being caught that, that, I mean, the, the reaction, it was like, this is very, there's no way to undo this. Like, it's not incriminating because there's nothing criminal about it, but it's very, very clear and obvious. What takes place when I am not working with my shirt tucked in? <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Also, they're going to start tracking you every time you go to your car. Right. <laughs> Keep an eye on him. Right. Does he seem hungrier? Yeah. I
2: mean, actually, no, nah, he's a good eater. <laughs> well, he's always laughed a lot, so we can't really tell there. <laughs> uh all right. Uh, Carson, do you have anything to plug as long as you're on here?
1: Uh, no, but if there's any LARPers in L.A. who want to come to a tailgate, we're on the uh, north end of Truesdale Parkway. Look for the uh, the one with the four flags. We're doing one uh, first weekend of November for the UW game. And then uh, I think it's the first weekend of December for the UCLA game. Just come on up. Like I said, find the four flags, ask for Carson, the lawyer, and give me a LARP on.
0: All right. And by the way, what, I can't think of it. What, I know it's awesome. It's not Trident. What is the name of the horse?
1: Traveler is Traveler. the name of the horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm shocked. A, a college football mascot that Ted doesn't know. I am flying. My goodness.
0: <laughs> Trust me. I was pissed this year when the Lions coach asked if they could have a real lion. The NFL was like, no. No. I'm like, that's not the college way. College way is you get that real
1: goddamn animal out there and you scare the other team. (laughs) They must have better lawyers in the NFL. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, I was going to say next week, hopefully Cobb's back in a one piece. I don't know. He's out in the desert going crazy. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, uh, yeah, Carson, thanks for coming on. I'm sure some people. You're not a big sports person. Sorry. This podcast wasn't for you. But either way, go terps. You know what? Fight on. I'll give you one.
1: Thank you, Ted. (laughs) All right. For Carson from C T P of the Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.